0: and welcome to the hand in hand show where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of stroke focused podcasts. This is Cam, your host. I'm here today with Susan Grimstead. She suffered a stroke back in November of 2016. She does have aphasia. We're going to talk about her work to get better. Hello, Susan. Hi, how are you? You had a stroke in November of
1: 2016.
0: So why don't you tell us about that day and a little bit about what happened after
1: that. I was home all day. I had not felt that great. I just lay on the sofa. My husband came home from work. We have just finished dinner. And I went upstairs, and I laid onto the bed. At that point, I said, something is not right. I called my husband. By that point, I had slid down to the floor. I just felt very strange. I couldn't even think what I was doing The next thing I knew, the fire department was here. They took me to the hospital. It was very strange to me. They were asking me what I could read, and people were all over me. I don't know when my family was there, but I know they were. Then they told me that I had a stroke. I felt fine in my mind. But my whole right side, I couldn't do much. My hand would not work anything. My right leg wouldn't move. Honestly, I really don't know what they helped me with (laughs) because I don't remember it. (laughs) But my my daughters and my husband really were awesome.
0: How long were you in the hospital and did you go to a rehab hospital?
1: They had a rehab in my hospital. I was there about a week, and then I went to the um, rehab center. I was there for three more weeks. I couldn't walk. That was hard to me. They tried to do it with a walker. My right leg would, it was just kind of there, (laughs) just kind of. You were an on-the-go person. How
0: has that been for you now?
1: I couldn't drive. That was my one thing that I really would ask. My husband, my kids, my doctors, that I said, I want to drive. Well, you were, you can uh, later. Everything was later. I'm like, no, I want it now. <laughs> of course, that didn't happen. And um, so I, I really was home a lot. I did... Um, therapy and somebody would take me my husband my daughter um, friends so i did therapy twice a week i did a lot of homework it gets boring sometimes but it's really good that's helped me a lot because i'm not one to just watch tv honestly work on the computer and my, I did have my family here because I was with my dad a lot before my stroke. So my niece would pick me up and take me to lunch with my dad and my sister. And um, sometimes my um, niece or my my kids maybe could be able to come if they were not in school. So that, that was mostly my day.
0: A lot of us understand that. In April of last year, you went to a program in Chicago, which apparently helped you more than anything that you had done.
1: It was great. It was nice to have a lot of people in the same boat. Your family and your friends are great. You know, they were so great with me. But just to have somebody else just like me, it was fabulous. Even though I had therapy therapy, in Wilmington, they can do so much better with one person than do with, like, all day. That was a great thing, is that you're there every day. You have somebody, you're with it two times. You're just uh, the therapist and you. There are small groups. They have the best they that I just love was a conversation group just to talk about life, what's going on in the world. It is kind of like a support group. It's more like live. Or like
0: you're making friends? Yes. How did you find out about this program?
1: My husband and my daughters, but my husband was awesome he worked and worked and worked trying to find somewhere to help me Mm -hmm. and there is nothing near us in north carolina so we kind of found this program he talked to the doctor that actually started the program you have to meet kind of things that you could be able to get go Of course, I had aphasia, so it was easy for me to go. That's how it evolved. It's great.
0: Was it the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab? Yes, yes, that is it. Here, I run a stroke support group in person, one, along with some Facebook pages, but there aren't really resources. Now, we do have a group that started up in the last couple of years. It's called Cafe Aphasia. And, and they mm-hmm. do, like you said, it's a group and they get together and they meet once a week. And sometimes they do some social things on top of that. But they just get together and talk and make mm-hmm. friends and understand. But I mean, it's not any type of doctor, therapist run program. So one of your goals, though, is to have more resources for adults with aphasia, especially in like your area. How is that going? Are you finding that this is an easy fix that you can do? Or is this like work, work, work?
1: It is very taxing. I have not found anybody to help me, honestly. I have a a therapist that was helping me and her boss wants to do it. I'll say, she says, let me see what we can do. But I myself had not been able to figure out how to do anything.
0: I know that it's hard and to find resources or to find information. I mean, yes, we have wonderful resources in the American Heart Association and the National Heart Association and, and different brain injury networks through each state and, of course, the national one. But, you know, there's not really anything posted that you can find where every resource is there for you, number one, and you do have to search. And that's very frustrating. As a survivor, I get on information overload and have to stop. I can't always do it. Some people are making lists and and doing things. But how are you seeing uh, something like this working?
1: That's what I'm trying to do. I just want to help people. I just want to say, I want them to be, not like me, but I want to, if they're like me, I just want to have friends. I feel like people that have aphasia maybe would just be home and do nothing. And they probably are scared. I'm not, because I like people. They might not know how to get that person right. to help them. And that's what I want to do is just to help them be their self. Yes, I had a stroke, but that's okay. That's not, it's it's still my new self. I always say this is my new normal. That's right.
0: I think you want to do what, be out there showing people that just because you had a stroke, it doesn't mean, number one, life's over. It doesn't mean that. You have to stop being productive. And I tell people all the time, just keep moving.
1: And it's hard to relay that to everybody. It's like, yeah. And I feel like that people, especially right after the stroke, they thought we were different. Like, oh, gosh, they can't go to their house. And, oh, they they can only be there for just a minute. You know, (laughs) like. I know, <laughs> come see me. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. They do treat you differently until they realize that you're you're different, but you're not. Your friends kind of have to get used to that, but it's okay.
1: This, that's all right. Yes, they yeah. do.
0: Do you have words of wisdom, things you wish you would have known that you know
1: now? I just wish... Yes and no. I just want people to have a full life. It's okay to be who you are. You can't walk; doesn't matter. We could have fun. We can and love life. That's what we have to do is be just love life.
0: Oh, that's good. Just that's go, right. pick everything up, and do it. Susan, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. This episode of Stroke Focus was brought to you by Deborah Meyerson. Deborah is a consulting professor at Stanford University where she was tenured until she suffered a stroke seven years ago. She is now writing a book called Identity Theft, Rediscovering Ourselves After Stroke. This is about the emotional side of stroke recovery, especially the journey to redefine one's life and oneself when so much of who you used to be is stolen from you. She is not only sharing her own story, but those of dozens of other stroke survivors, family members, and caregivers with whom she's spoken about this difficult process of rediscovery. Learn more on her blog at www.identitytheftbook.org.